<laughs> this game's so good, my ass is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Game Recommendation Podcast. We're here to introduce today, the game does not commute. And uh, my name is Tobin, I'm from Denmark. I'm a designer and owner of the game company Polish Spice. I'm really busy and I'm very lazy, and so I need games to play. And so with me today, I have uh, Robert. Self-deprecation is an art and I am a master. Crazy guy, knows his stuff about games. And then we have Grayson. Hello. I'm I'm that guy that your parents warned you about. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> the yep. thing that I find most fascinating about it is the metaphor. And that is to say, in the first few sections, you're playing as just a random citizen, Mr. Beck. He, he's going to have an affair at his home, and he, he, he gets to control both him the other woman, you get to control Mrs. Beck on her way to work. You get to control Mrs. Beck on her way back from work because she forgot her key card. And then you drive the ambulance over when there's been an unfortunate mishap at the Beck <laughs> household. And uh, is, is that the real story? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> That's the real story. <laughs> I missed it completely. <laughs> It's a small town, and you are everyone. That That's is pretty interesting. When yes. From the banner, I actually thought it was a parking lot game. You know, <laughs> nope. that is a very interesting switch. <laughs> you're in for a you're in for a treat then, because um, <laughs> you can't speed up and you can't slow down. You can only go left and right in this very bare bones, radio control style setup. There are ways of tweaking. There are three different ways specifically of tweaking your uh, vehicle when you're trying to make a trip from one side of the map to another. Um, you're given a goal, a destination. Uh, uh, you're given a location to go to. You're given a time limit in each section. Grayson, what would you call them? The, the uh, Oh, levels, I guess you could say. Locations, yeah. levels, either, either work. You have a set number of cars and they're all kind of linked to each other with little bits of flavor text like uh mr whatever is driving to work mr something something likes to watch wow. mr whatever in the morning as he takes his shower like you actually see stuff like that how, how where did you so, see that because I, that, I missed that completely there's a tiny <laughs> bit of flavor text at the very bottom of the screen of it. every time there's a new driver it's like mr something something is going to the the euthanasia clinic to have his dog put down just like <laughs> like quite dry, frank statements sometimes of very terrible things. It actually kind of reminded me of uh, Zero Punctuation or the or the books oh, by yeah. its creator, Yahtzee. So it's something like a taxi driver post inception. It's like a it's like a somber, more laid back, crazy taxi that has a sort of like resigned and tired view of the world, which I never knew I wanted. But it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Gerard, did you do any observations while you were playing it? I never got to play it. It never worked for me. Oh, yeah, but you saw the video, right? Yeah, I saw the video. So, because one of the things I saw while I was playing it was, was uh, oh, that I, so I didn't obviously see the the, the storyline, <laughs> which is terrible. It's but good. 
That's good. Was, <laughs> it's not bad, honestly. I was very surprised <laughs> by that. I was totally focused on the gameplays. Like, how does it feel? What's the because that's that's how I approach most games, I guess. And so I was just intrigued by the whole, you know, whatever you do, you're setting yourself up for later. And I think yeah. me was the interesting part about the game was that first you drive one car and then that car every round from then on, that car will drive that route as you set it up. And now you have to drive the second car and avoid hitting the first car that you drove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So conceptually, so, that yeah, that's Tetris. Yep, yeah, totally. <laughs> that's a very good Closest analogy. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, three D Tetris. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, three D Tetris on the Virtual Boy has its own set of rules. I don't know what I would specifically relate it to, but we've probably all at least seen one puzzle game where it's like you can create a clone of yourself or interact with a clone of yourself. It's something that I've seen before, but I thought it was a really nice touch because it means you have to plan. You have to be like a really good driver. You actually try and like not take up all the lanes and stuff and exactly. like take the shortcuts to get the little bonus time things because let's not forget, you have a timer at the, at the top that continuously ticks down through every driver and you absolutely need to pick up some of these bonus time things to make the, through the time because you just won't otherwise. You have to get creative, too, with with how you get them to their destinations because you're going to have overlap at some point later in the level. Yeah, and if so, a car hits you, then you slow down, too, which is really a problem because you go way slower. Yeah, and every round you're constantly reminded when you do something really stupid. And so oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll just you continue see you see yourself do something really bad. <laughs> Which was really it sounds very complicated. What about the tutorial? Do they help you get the hang of it? No, so it's actually like so looking at <laughs> there is no real tutorial, I guess. So yeah, no, there isn't. So so but the but the cool thing about it is that it's not complicated to begin with. Like you make it complicated as a player. And that's what's interesting about it. Like you play the first car, there's nothing there, and you just have to drive in a straight line, more or less. And so once you've done that, then you take the second car and then you have to drive to a different location. So you just have to drive from A to B and it's not really that difficult. And yeah. it's, it's only when you can get to the 10th car, then it starts to get really, really complicated because all of the previous cars are driving their route, meaning that you can't just go from A to B because there's cars everywhere. So that's actually very interesting from a gameplay perspective. They don't need a tutorial because it's really, really easy to begin with. And then it gets difficult. So it ramps up, you know, there's a nice curve on the difficulty. Yeah, dynamically. Um, I'm going to say also it, it feels like it's meant to be a metaphor for life in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because you can't slow down, you can't speed it up, you're moving these vehicles you have limited control options. And so you are just reacting to whatever is going on, to whatever has happened. And so, yeah, there is no tutorial. Of course, there's no tutorial. You are playing out the lives of these people with spectacularly bad judgment at times. (laughs) And you can't decide. All you can do is play out their commute, each of them, one by one. Yeah. This is like a more action-packed version of Desert Bus. Yes. Desert Bus? Oh, Desert Bus is a game that was made by uh, the performers Penn and Teller, 
It's a game where you have to drive a bus for eight hours in real time, and it always curves <laughs> to the left slightly, so you have to keep tapping to the right. So, like some people play that game for charity because that's no. like, what else can you do with that? No, no. It's one of the worst games ever made, and they did it like that. I met Penn. I met Penn in, in Las Vegas, and I was like, "Thank you for making Desert Bus." And he's like, "Oh, cool, thanks." The VR version's coming out soon. Oh. <laughs> It's like Norway had this TV show because they have a really, really long railroad. And so it would be just all day. They just put a camera in the front of the rail and then uh, of the train and they were just filming and the train was going from one end of Norway to the other one. And people would just sit and watch that on TV all day <laughs> because it would be okay. like a show where just driving through all of Norway. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, people watch reality shows too, so yeah. you know who can judge. <laughs> Back to the game. Like, did any of you have like some really crazy experiences or fun experiences while playing this game? I mean, I'd say overall, it's a pretty solid mobile game. I had a good time with it, but uh, I think the first level was probably the highlight for me because. First impressions were really positive, first off. Yeah. Second, it took me a while to beat the first level. I think it took me like three or four tries. I kept getting really close at the end, but I had to like uh, get better with the uh, the shortcuts and not hitting other cars. I, I just had to get good. Nothing crazy, but it was like, okay, there's actually a learning curve to this. There's like controls and physics to this. So I, I took my time with that, and um, I didn't play it like terribly long, but I did enjoy myself when I did. Each level uses the previous level as consequence. You're not just, uh, at least in terms of, yeah, you can't make different major decisions in people's lives that would go against the point of the game and its notions of predestination and so on, things like that. But something that does carry over consistently is your time limit. At the end of level one, however many seconds you have left on your clock, that's the number that whenever you go to stage level two, and you can select, if you buy the premium version, you can select which part to play through them. And I think the game is only $2, which is abysmal. Yeah. As far as cost, maybe four at max five. Um, I actually can't it, remember if I paid for it. A one-time purchase is all they ask and i don't remember any ads isn't it Anyways, nice when someone just does that yes, yes yes it is uh part-time ufo also did that um part-time ufo did that steven universe attack the light did that that game's like six hours long and it's it, only three dollars that is cool but it does not commute like i was trying i've been trying to get to the last section I don't know how any poor bastards would be able to get through this without without getting the full version. I don't know how. But <laughs> I had to go... I have been going back to the earlier levels to play through and just perfect my score so that I could start the next level with enough time that I could get it. Yeah. And so I've been just sequentially going through and mastering each section until I feel satisfied. I still haven't beaten the last one. So the difference between the free version and the premium is that on the premium one, you can go and do individual drives, you know, anew. But with the single levels, you can, like with the free version, you can only do single levels. Um, you can select where to start from. 
You can select level two where you have a different section of the town. You can select level three or four, whatever level you've completed, you can pick up where you left off. But if uh, you have the free version, you have to do it in one run, the entire entire adventure. One run! (laughs) Well, that is actually pretty interesting, you know? I mean, because uh, the freemium games got pretty heavy on the timers and the waitings. And this is more about, you know, a helpful part, you know. Sure, if you have skill, you can just go ahead. But if you want to have a better time with the game, you can pay for it. That's not a bad way to monetize it. Imagine a multiplayer mode where two players on a slightly larger map have to do the level at the same time. With like oh, screen. God. <laughs> oh, Lord. You'd, you'd have to communicate with them. Also, like it. Oh boy, that'd be that'd be fun. That'd be real fun. Like charting out. Uh, one thing I have noticed is that whenever you're trying to get through and trying to perfect it, so that you get enough time that you're able to complete the next level. And again, I gotta emphasize how much that carries over. Uh, if you drive well, you can get. I, I try to keep over 100 seconds in each level because that seems to be the amount that I require. And I'm I'm struggling with it. I have 70 seconds on the last level, and I know that's not enough. 70 seconds? About 70. I, I try to have 100 seconds on the clock for each level in order to give myself enough time. Yeah, yeah. But at the way that I did it, I just barely finished the, last le- the previous level. So now I got to do better on the previous level. And the best way to do better on the previous level is to master the level before that one. This is speedrunning. It encourages you to speedrun if you're not going to give them $2. (laughs) Yes. If you get serious about this, it becomes a lot more fun because you have to look at the map. I don't know if this is in the free version, but there is a practice option where you can practice the run a few times over until you can get it perfect. And then you can take it off practice and do the real thing and then they inevitably not do it right because you're going to choke at the last second and you're yeah, going to exactly. be cursing yourself like... for the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. if you had to say what the most interesting part of the game was, like only one thing, what would that be? There is no RNG to this. Random number generation. We oh, like right, it at yeah. Mario Party, but in reality, absolutely no element of this is random. No element of the game from yeah. top to bottom is random anywhere. It's not easy making a game like that, huh? Most yeah. games use randomness a lot. Yeah, especially nowadays. Uh, some people could make the argument that making RNG content is easier, but like you know, there's a lot of work that has to go into making sure things are balanced and stuff like that. But it's still hard to argue against the differences in the appeal of a fully structured experience like this. Just straightforward, pay for it once, you get the experience that they laid out for you, and you get to enjoy it that way. That's you would say that it it is it requires less balancing this way than with RNG. I mean, no, no, uh, I'm just if, saying. Some if might... you don't have random elements, you know, everything needs to work out. You know, I think there's a lot more balance into it. What do you well, think, Fabian? Actually, like so, seen from a game, you know, gameplay perspective, one of the things that makes random stuff interesting is. You know, there's this old saying, and I only know the Danish phrase now. It's like the expectation is actually 
the expectation of what you get is is better than actually getting it, right? So the yeah. ex, they're expecting, like when you get a Christmas present, the expectation of what I you might f- get is better than actually getting it. Like so, when you open the gift, it's the the excitement is over. So it's all about the you know looking forward to the gift. That's very important. Like that's that's the good part. I think it was Belgium recently made loot boxes in games uh, a you know plus 18 and the reason was that loot boxes take like uses the random that feeling that it induces in people to to uh, and 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 that feeling is when you talk about gambling that feeling is what makes gambling addictive right that's the one that releases yeah that's basically a slot machine exactly yeah that's the reason why it was made illegal to do loot boxes for games for children in Belgium, because it's basically a slot machine. It's 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 going for the the addictiveness. If you look at World of Warcraft, this is the core element of World of Warcraft is randomness and this addictive part of it that is, you know, every time you 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 kill a monster. It will make it a drop, and once in a while, it will make an epic drop, and this triggers the you know addictiveness of playing that kind of games. And so, making a game that does not have that in my mind is way more difficult because it doesn't have that excitement. Like it's just a cheap trick, or I wouldn't call it a cheap trick, but it's just one of these things that when you know there's something random, and that you can unlock something random then people in general they like that more than than getting like this. Yeah, and so it's basically a handicapped, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It definitely is a handicap not having random items. Or credit time, to them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's very, very uh, interesting that they that they do this because as you say, Robert, they don't have it anywhere. There's no randomness at all. We're a little bit over time, so so just last question is like, where can this game be downloaded from? Do we know? It's like the the Google App Store and the Apple uh, Play the Store, Android Play Store, uh, Android Apple App Play Store. Store. Yes, that one. I think this kind of like sums it up. Everyone here can recommend. You know, does not commute. It's a, it's worth a look for anyone. Um, exactly. It's not for everyone. But it's worth a look for everyone. So the key takeaway from this episode is that Dashmanot Commute is kind of awesome. Pretty good. It's one of those games that does not have any randomness to it at all and still is play, which is quite a feature. It's like it yeah. feet. It's 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 quite a undertaking and a and a well executed one. A I simple, well presented and crafted experience. Yeah. And the definitive way to play it has got to be do the free version and have no practice runs, just everything one shot and try <laughs> to complete it that way. Someone has. I know someone has. <laughs> someone exactly. somewhere must have been committed enough. In like, one toilet- it must be you. <laughs> oh. In one toilet seating. What? Yeah, in one oh, yes. trip to the toilet. One yes. trip to the toilet. Just go. One trip not, to the toilet. Exactly. Maybe one of that. my trips to the toilet. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I get I, bloody. It's terrible. Exactly. Oh! <laughs> the game that gave me hemorrhoids. Because I had to- 
<laughs> this game's so good, my ass is bleeding. <laughs> that's a good that's a good wrap up. <laughs> and next week we're going to play uh part time UFO. <laughs> Full time, part time UFO. All right, thank you very much. Mm-hmm.